1: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest
0: in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. During our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest of cool products and services available today and into tomorrow, this is the weekend of Friday, October 22nd broadcast for 2021. Thank you. For tuning in to tomorrow, as the announcer dude said, I'm Dave Graveline. As the announcer dude didn't say, I'm Chris Graveline. Yeah, what's up with that? Should we fire him? Yeah. Or you? Both. All right. There we go. (laughs) So next week, we'll have three hours of classical music for your enjoyment. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Some tech news and commentary, and then Dustin and Georgia standing by, as well as other calls that we'll get to, to answer your questions, address your concerns, have you help other listeners, all the cool stuff where we get to hear from you and then send you prizes
1: when you participate. Sorry, I was distracted on my watch with uh, my Roborock app telling me that my uh, robot has finished its cleaning at my house and is going back to the dock. That's funny. At the same time, my watch went off and said, go for a walk. Oh, nice. All right, so I'm going to go for a
0: walk now. See you later. Okay. Take well, over.
1: Okay, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to mention that Britain's competition watchdog fined Facebook 50.5 million pounds, or $69.4 million, for violating rules during the U.K. investigation into the social media giant's 2020 purchase of Giphy for $400 million. The Competition and Markets Authority said Facebook failed to provide required information during the probe. It said it gave the platform multiple warnings and, quote, considers that Facebook's failure to comply was deliberate. Such orders are standard practice at the start of an investigation into a completed merger and are meant to prevent companies from further integrating while the probe takes place. The company was fined 50 million pounds for breaching the order and another 500,000 pounds for changing its chief compliance officer twice without consent
0: okay good timing i'm back from my okay, walk good. so was that an interesting story oh very interesting i've got a story about facebook being fined uh, oh yeah
1: let's, let's hear it yeah
0: oh, no it's, <laughs> but it's a different
1: story oh oh okay. then i
0: thought i heard you down the hall talking about <laughs> they're paying a 4.75 million dollar fine chump change for them, and up to a $9.5 million to eligible victims to resolve the Justice Department's allegations that it discriminated against U.S. workers in favor of foreigners with special visas to fill high-paying jobs. Oh, nice. Damn them. But yeah, there's another classic move by the Zuck. (laughs) No wonder they're changing their corporate name Uh so they can hide. Yeah. Good luck with that. But see, there's just another example of Facebook paying more and more money, and they don't care because they have lots and lots of Apple-type money.
1: Yep. Microsoft's Kinect accessory is back from the dead again. Comcast-owned European pay TV company Sky rolled out an accessory to be paired with its new glass TVs that looks suspiciously like the doomed spatial camera that Microsoft has been trying to force on Xbox users for years. During a launch event in London announcing its new broadband-powered TV set, Sky Glass, Sky revealed that it had partnered with Microsoft on a 4K camera accessory that would include motion controls, gesture support, and social sharing features. That's hard to say. Yeah. (laughs) For anyone who remembers the ill-fated Kinect, it looks a lot like that oh, man. amazing <laughs> yeah. good old microsoft still trying to stay relevant yep <laughs> speaking of microsoft in response to rules
0: put in place by chinese regulators microsoft is now shutting down their localized version of linkedin in china oh. and replacing it with a new in jobs app oh <laughs> <laughs> please i bet you'd forgotten that uh, microsoft owns linkedin I did, yeah. So did I. And it was like, wait a
1: minute, my. Oh yeah, right. Their version. That, that's why they're like the least popular social media site. Yeah, <laughs> are they even an anti-social media well, they're site? Considered social LinkedIn? media. I mean, it's business geared social media, but it's still yeah. considered social media. I mean, I I get an occasional,
0: you know, mention or a post or a guest that has been on that enjoyed their interview and posted it. So I go there and like it. But I I don't post much on LinkedIn,
1: but. Hey, if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, mention the show, I'll follow you back. I get the occasional email from LinkedIn, you know, so-and-so is hiring for this position. I'm like, well, I have a job, thanks, but leave me alone. (laughs) I get the same thing because they're trying to lure me away from the show. So I'll stop saying nasty things about people that we think suck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh Waze has partnered with Mindspace in the hopes of making your commute a little more pleasant. The Drive with Headspace experience includes five additional moods, aware, bright, hopeful, joyful, and open. And the option to change the in-app car icon to a relaxing hot air balloon. Oh, please. (laughs) That's not going to be enough to get me back to use Waze again. I'm not going to do it. You can also listen to a dedicated Spotify playlist, which features music and content from Headspace through the Waze audio player. If you use the Headspace theme, the company's mindfulness teacher and director of meditation, Eve Lewis Prieto. That's somebody's actual title? Yes. What was it again? Uh, The uh, Mindfulness Teacher and Director of Meditation. (laughs) Uh, she gosh. will read the driving they get, directions. They get paid for that? Yeah, Waze's headspace features are available now for a limited time in English, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. I think their headspace is that it's empty between the
0: ears. Yeah. Space. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. What can I tell you? Um, did you or your kids have one of those classic Fisher-Price toy telephones growing up? I did, I think. Yeah. And even Cameron did when he was little. Well, Fisher-Price is celebrating the 60th anniversary of its classic chatter telephone with a Bluetooth edition that gives the toy actual calling capabilities when paired with a smartphone. So that toy phone with the smiley face on the front and a rotary dial now supports both iOS and Android device connections. So your chatter telephone from Fisher-Price can make actual calls. Okay. I think that's very clever. So now newer kids, younger kids, new babies, whatever, growing up, new toddlers, will never know that it was just a play toy. Mm -hmm. They can call grandma
1: on their toy. Uh, we talked last hour about the you know, the, the wonderfulness that is LG. Um, well, GM has, uh, may be replacing tens of thousands of Bolt EV batteries, but it won't have to pick up the tab for most of them. The automaker has reached a deal that will have LG pay nearly all the costs associated with recalling the Chevy Bolt EV and EUV, <laughs> with GM estimating that LG will offset $1.9 billion of the total $2 billion expenses. It serves LG right. They obviously screwed that up, too. Yeah. Wow. The GM said that it was happy to land an agreement with, quote, a valued and respected supplier. They were probably contractually obligated to use those words. Yeah, probably. Um, Now, with that said, there's little doubt GM is using the deal to redirect blame. Uh, It stressed that the recall was prompted by, quote, manufacturing defects, defects in LG batteries. <laughs> LG spotted anode and cathode anode separator issues that combined could increase the chance of battery fires. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So it's not just that they don't <laughs> charge properly or they don't hold a charge. Right. It's right. Just your, your LG batteries and your GM Volt vehicles are, could are, catch, catch fire. fire. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Well, there you go. And I'm just, I think it's great that GM's making them pay the billion plus dollars yeah. for this whole recall. Good on them. <laughs> Sony's PlayStation 5 may soon allow Apple Music listeners to stream tunes using their gaming consoles. (laughs) Like, why wouldn't you just be gaming on your console? But an Apple Music app is reportedly visible on the PS5. The integration is not publicly available quite yet. So you might see an Apple Music app if you've got a PS5 and wonder, well, what's that about? Well, I just told you. So stay tuned. You might be able to listen to your music
1: while playing your games. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and here's a story that had me doing a double take. PayPal is reportedly in late stage talks to acquire Pinterest. Why? (laughs) According to Reuters, the payments company made a $45 billion offer on Wednesday to buy the social network. News of the potential sale was first reported by Bloomberg earlier the day. The outlet put the value of the deal at approximately $39 billion, noting PayPal planned to finance it mostly through stock. At first glance, PayPal's interest in Pinterest may seem like a head-scratcher, as it was to me, uh, but an acquisition could help the company gain a foothold in the growing social commerce space, which is an area where Pinterest has been an active player since 2015. Oh, okay. Now I see that there's some sort of a connection, maybe, Yeah.
0: that might make a difference. Wow. Streaming giant Netflix has teamed up with retailer Walmart to sell branded merchandise for its shows and movies, Through a dedicated hub on Walmart's website. This is Netflix's first digital storefront with a national retailer. Examples of products launching on the Netflix hub include a Stranger Things music collection and action figures, and no surprise here, Squid Game apparel. Because okay. that apparently has taken off like crazy. I've yet to see, and I don't think I will, one episode. But a lot of people are into that. Coco Melon Dolls and an Ada Twist Lab playset. Okay. I have no idea what that is either. But hey, or Cocoa Melon Dolls, for that matter. But apparently some people do. Yeah. And good for
1: them and Walmart to offer them. If you're still searching for a PS5 and are a Best Buy customer, you might be in luck. That is if you're willing to spend an extra $200 a year for access. Uh, The big box electronics retailer is locking stock of in-demand holiday items like Sony's console behind membership in its new Total Tech program. The $200 annual service, which has benefits like round-the-clock tech support, up to two years of protection on Best Buy purchases, including Apple Care Plus insurance, which can cost $200 on its own, uh, and member discounted prices, is throwing in exclusive access to quote the season's hardest-to-find products as a bonus perk for the holidays, according to a statement from the company. Boy, it's just another way for them to get more money out of you. Yeah. It seems silly to me. Uh-huh.
0: But hey, maybe it's important to you and you go for it. Yeah, good luck. One big highlight of the 2021 International Motor Show Germany was the first public demonstration of Michelin's non-pneumatic tires. The concept was first introduced in 2019 as a more convenient and efficient alternative to conventional tires. If Michelin and General Motors meet all their developmental deadlines, we could see these on the road by 2024. However, Michelin isn't exactly a market disruptor. Goodyear and Bridgestone are also making progress on airless tire technology. Hmm. I wonder how comfortable they would be to ride on, though. Probably not very. Because that's part of a smoother ride is having tires with air in them, absorbing some of the shock and, and whatnot. But... Airless tires. Hmm. We'll keep an eye on that and see if we can report further when we learn any more about it. Scientists and the rest of us alike have learned so much from the Hubble Space Telescope, including how planets form and lots more about black holes. Well, its successor, the James Webb Telescope, can collect six times as much light as Hubble. After that Webb Telescope is launched, it has to cool this is interesting, for 35 days before scientists can align it and start using it. Wow. I've never heard of such a thing. Again, the once the Webb telescope is launched, it then has to cool for 35 days before they can do it. So, hey, no one ever said science would provide instant gratification, but there's a classic example. I mean, they they sit on pins and needles as it is when they launch a satellite before they can engage it and do something and know, yay, it works, it's doing what we want but more than a
1: month yeah. Yeah. wow well it was like Hubble when they first launched Hubble and first turned it on and sat back to watch the images and oh my god everything's out of focus yeah and it was like you know <laughs> a, like a fraction of a micron or something that you know, needed to be shaved off the mirror and then mm-hmm. they finally got it working well and of course that was the space shuttle astronauts that went to yeah.
0: the Hubble and fixed it yeah I mean this is just amazing technology and and good on them for being able to do what they had to do and it <laughs> taught us a whole lot of new stuff it was honestly fascinating dustin in woodbine georgia listens on wbqo when you need to know and we love you for it. dustin calling in using the free into tomorrow app i'm looking at purchasing a tv
1: for outside uh, underneath my screen enclosure do you recommend any certain tvs for the outside for the weather, being down in Georgia, for being a hot climate, or can I just put a regular TV up? Well,
0: see, we tend to think of Georgia as being up there yeah, because we're in Miami. yeah. So it seems weird for him to say down there in Georgia. It's like, no, up there. But anyway, we get it. But, Dustin, regular TVs may survive outside, but you shouldn't count on it. It's not what they're built for, basically. And the weather in some areas, including up there, down there in Georgia – can fall outside of their operating specs. Uh, Georgia, of course, mostly, as you well know, has relatively mild weather compared to places like here in South Florida for our humidity, or Minnesota, for example, for their cold. But there are still no guarantees that the TV will last in those kind of
1: conditions. Now, if you want to try this with a regular TV, don't buy one that's too expensive, at least until you know that your weather won't kill it. Uh, If you want something that will live outside permanently and don't mind paying a steeper price for it, there are weatherproof TVs available. For example, the Furion brand uh, sells them almost exclusively. Their TVs tend to be a little bit more expensive. A $1,000 isn't rare. Yikes. uh, But you can find outdoor TV from lots of brands, from pretty unknown and inexpensive ones. To huge names like Samsung, which will sell them at a premium and will most likely ask for a few thousand dollars. Uh, For example, a Samsung 55 inch Terrace retails for roughly $3,500. Holy cow, that's nuts. Now, if you're happy to test this out
0: with a relatively cheap TV, knowing you may lose it, give it a try. That's what I'd do. Georgia weather is not that extreme, so you may luck out and be able to use an indoor TV outside. Again, you mentioned it's undercover on your patio. Without any issues, but you don't want to spend your money on a top-of-the-line indoor TV without at least testing with a cheaper model first. And and here, if the cheaper model is working okay, and then you want to invest in a more expensive one because you do a lot of entertaining on the patio maybe, fine, then put the cheaper one in the kid's bedroom.
1: And then get the better one for outside. Now, either way you go, I'd recommend also getting an outdoor cover for your TV. Now, while it won't make it waterproof, it'll at least offer some protection when you're not using it. And those you can find on Amazon for like 20 bucks. So, Dustin,
0: let us know what you end up doing because it'll certainly help other listeners with similar ideas. In fact, it'll help all the way into tomorrow.com. tech question call us anytime one 800 899 one 899 4686 call in win stuff thank you and thank you very young cameron he hates when i play that on the radio because he's nine going on 10 in april and says that's so so long ago i know but it's so cute people actually request it oh play the younger cameron won't you so i do once in a while I mean, it's basically because. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. That's <laughs> the real key there, anyway. to to remind folks to call in and win stuff. That's Cameron Graveline.
1: I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Coming up in just a few minutes, Dave will be chatting with Susan Peppers. She's a pharmacy expert with Express Scripts, uh, talking about how the role of the pharmacist has changed and how tech has helped them evolve.
2: It's time for our EF History Major. IFA is
0: one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With
1: this next look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Grave IFA. Traffic information is always getting better and is constantly updated. I wouldn't get yeah. that excited, but yeah. okay. With the introduction of a traffic message channel at the International Stellung in 1997, car radios with TMC reception got updated information continuously. The information was stored internally and could be retrieved anytime, acoustically or via the display. I'll be back. TMC is still an essential element of dynamic navigation systems today, which use the updates to find the best way around a traffic jam. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. We shall absolutely visit them. How about when folks visit us
0: via our website at intotomorrow.com and click on that Ask Dave button and participate, ask a question, help another listener, share their favorite
1: apps these days and why, that sort of thing, so that they're heard on the air. Or those that use our app. And hit that message to the studio button and are then heard on the air. Oh, that's another way. Or even... Calling the 800 number. If you use your phone as a phone, who does that anymore? Several people do, and that's fine. We'd love to get those calls. What is that number? 800-899-INTO. It's 800-899-4686. And when they do, and they're heard on the air... They can win prizes, correct? They can win prizes. Well, like Cameron says, call in, win stuff. That's how that works. Some of the things we've got from CarLock, advanced real-time car tracker and alert systems from Ilago: protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote. We've still got those Junior Track 2 smartwatches for kids, true wireless earbuds from Diesel, and Bluetooth audio sunglasses available. Lots of cool stuff.
0: And all we want to do is hear you on the show and then we send you these goodies, and we say no promises, no guarantees, but do mention a couple of the items at least when you call in, and we'll do our best to get one or more of those items to you. And if you use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com, three quick things we ask of you. Your name, where you hear the show, and where you're calling from.
1: Don't keep it.
0: Call 800 613 2715. That's 800 613 2715. 800 613 2715. Call now. Into Tomorrow Continues. I'm Dave Graveline in our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech including products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in, and thank you in advance for calling in and participating on the program, not just because we always send fabulous prizes to those who join us on the air, but because you make the show. Your participation is what it's all about. COVID 19 and, of course, the Delta variant have shown a spotlight on an essential group within our healthcare system that sometimes may have been overlooked our nation's pharmacists. So joining us on the program now to talk about just that. I know I appreciate my local pharmacist dramatically. It wouldn't change pharmacies for anything because as long as she's there taking care of us, I'm there with her. We have pharmacy expert from Express Scripts, Susan Peppers. Susan, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. Tell me, though, how has the role of the pharmacist actually expanded recently? Of course, how did COVID-19 contribute to that transformation? I'm sure it played a very important role.
2: It, It really did, Dave. If you think about the last 30 years, the role of the pharmacist has been expanding, but COVID really accelerated that. And pharmacists have played such a vital role in the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination program and the immunization and vaccination of patients with both the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine is such an important role for pharmacists to play to help keep patients safe. While at the same time, they continue to dispense over four and a half billion prescriptions a year to the American population.
0: And that's a lot of prescriptions, no doubt. Four and a half billion. Uh, I think I'm probably getting four billion of them myself after having spent a month in the hospital with the Rona last year. But the fact that I think a lot of us tend to take uh, for granted our pharmacists, not stopping to realize how much they contribute to our overall health and well-being. It's not just filling a script, the doctor sent, here you go, have a nice day. There's a lot of of interaction that I've learned uh, where they make certain and they've caught some conflicts occasionally between either a couple of different doctors or even a same doctor who maybe wasn't paying attention to an allergic reaction possibility or something like that and for that, I continue to be very grateful
2: that's a that's a really great point the pharmacist is in a really unique position to have a a point of view to see all of the medications that a patient may be taking. And it's really important to also include over-the-counter medications in that view, because even over-the-counter medications like aspirin or ibuprofen may have significant drug interactions with prescription medications. Mm. And up to 15% of patients who are taking a prescription medication may be at risk for a serious drug interaction. So that role of the pharmacist is incredibly important to make sure patients stay safe.
0: It gives you a good feeling, a kind of a warm fuzzy, if you will, when you're picking up a prescription and they take the time to say, like you, a good example that you just gave, Susan, is, you know, now are you taking this or that, or do you have an issue with anything else? Because this could be an issue for you with this particular medication. And it's like, uh, no, but wow, thanks for bringing that up and being concerned. Of course they're concerned. You know, they want to make sure that you're getting proper medication and that that doesn't adversely interact.
2: Absolutely. And I would really encourage your listeners to always ask your pharmacist questions. Whenever you start a new medication, make sure you're asking, you know, how should I take this medication? What time of day? Should I take it with food or on an empty stomach? Because not only can that help you avoid side effects, but it can also affect make sure that you get the most out of your medication Mm. sometimes medications may be inhibited by food and it's important to take them on an empty stomach so you get the benefit of actually taking them
0: Good point. And of course, they can only put so much on the label in terms of when to take it and with or without food or that kind of thing. Most of the time, they squeeze as much as they can. But it's also important to read the accompanying material. And I think a lot of us don't take the time to do that because frequently you'll get additional notes. I guess it depends on which pharmacy you may use, but you'll get additional notes all the time that that will help shed some additional light, you know, like uh, some side effects that you might anticipate or, or be aware of such and such. And that also becomes very important from your pharmacist.
2: Absolutely right. And all of that information uh, it is often available online now. If you visit your pharmacy's website, and many pharmacies at Express Scripts Pharmacy, we have a mobile app as well that you can download. And you can access all of that information that you get with your prescription online now as well. So you have the ability to read that information. And then the pharmacy has an 800 number where you can reach a pharmacist Uh, And ask questions after you've had a chance to read and understand the information that comes along with your prescription.
0: Very good points. And, of course, since we cover technology predominantly, no doubt that digital tech has permeated almost every industry. How has the tech advanced pharmacy care? You mentioned, of course, being able to access more information online and, and some of the obvious things. But I'm assuming there's a lot more where digital technology plays an important role these days with pharmacists.
2: Uh, So many different options available to patients in the digital technology space today. From things like medication dose reminders that are, that are technical or digital in nature, uh, to digital apps that help you manage your medications as well as manage your conditions. There are apps available for diabetes and asthma and weight management. And your pharmacist can really be a great source of information to help you navigate what your goals are. If you're having issues with remembering to take your medication, what technology and devices are available for you what digital uh, uh, applications are available to help you manage your condition. There's just so much available now. Your pharmacist is a great resource to help you sort through uh, all of that digital technology that's available and decide what's right for you.
0: And, of course, uh, being National Pharmacy Week, uh, October 17th through 23rd, one of the things that we noticed that Express Scripts uh, Pharmacy has put out is that an estimated 100 to $300 billion in affordable of I'm sorry avoidable health care costs are associated with folks not taking medications as prescribed or forgetting to take them at all oh my gosh I had no idea it was that bad
2: yeah absolutely um, while medications may be expensive um, they by taking them regularly, uh, and as instructed, it can help you avoid longer-term health care costs in the end. Uh, at the Express Scripts pharmacy, our pharmacists will often reach out to you if you've forgotten to refill your prescriptions and make sure you're staying on track. And our pharmacists use something called motivational interviewing to help understand, is it a cost issue? Is it, uh, I'm forgetting to take my medication? Uh, I'm having a side effect, perhaps, from the medication that's, um, uh, that's untoward and I need to talk to my doctor about an alternative that might make me feel better. So all of these things are really important to understand, because if you don't take your medication, you may end up with a lower quality of life or a hospitalization or an emergency room visit down the road.
0: Wow. And Susan, while I have you, I'm wondering if there are any particular considerations that you think people should think about when choosing a pharmacy. How do they know what's best for their needs to know to work with a specific pharmacist, for example?
2: Yeah, it's important to consider what's convenient and right for you. A couple of things to keep in mind. First and foremost, it, it is a recommendation that you get as many of your prescriptions filled at the same pharmacy as possible. That way the pharmacist has a complete picture of everything you're taking and can screen for drug interactions. Uh, but I like to think about the other considerations as the four C's. Uh, the first is cost. Uh, you know, talk to your pharmacist about lower cost alternatives that may be available whether it be generics or therapeutic alternatives on on your insurance formulary. Think about convenience. Uh, A local pharmacy that's convenient to you or on the way home from work might be a great option. Other options might be home delivery pharmacies like the Express Scripts pharmacy, where you can get 90 day supplies of medications delivered directly to your home. Think about being able to interact with your pharmacist in a confidential manner, whether that be in a consultation space at the pharmacy or through an 800 number where you can talk to a pharmacist in the privacy of your own home and feel comfortable in that confidential setting. And finally, credibility is incredibly important. Um, If you deal with an online pharmacy, check the website for the verified internet pharmacy practice site seal, also known as VIPs to make sure you're dealing with a reputable pharmacy.
0: Well, there you go. The four C's, very well put. Expressscriptspharmacy.com for more. Susan Pepper's pharmacy expert, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Our pleasure. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Be sure to hit us up at IntoTomorrow.com. We'll be right back here on the Advanced Media Network. And into tomorrow, fun tech fact for you. You may or may not have known. Instead of mowing their lawn, Google rents goats to eat the grass at their Mountain View headquarters. <laughs> Which is really interesting because the uh, California governor recently out signed a bill outlawing gas-powered lawnmowers. So or, apparently everybody's going to have to just use goats unless you get... leaf blowers, too. Yeah. yeah, And leaf blowers, that's true. So you're going to have to rent goats for your front yard at home. Or get some long straws so you can just go blow your own leaves. But they can't be plastic straws. Oh, that's right. See? So, you, I mean, you have those kinds of issues to be concerned with. Kind of makes me wonder... It doesn't make me wonder. It makes me know why I don't live in California. Yeah, It's just regulated to death. Mm-hmm for crying out loud. That's why companies like Tesla have left and moved to the great state of Texas. That's true. And many companies are moving here to our great state of Florida. Downtown Miami is turning into a huge tech hub. Oh, it it is. And a lot of Silicon Valley folks are moving from there to here in Miami. Because
1: it sort of used to be a tech hub just as like a gateway to Latin America. But more and more U.S. companies for their U.S.-based operations are moving here. That's true. And... It's also a
0: gateway to Latin America, so why not? That's pretty cool. And the fact that our governor is telling everybody, hey, our ports are open. You got cargo that you need to offload. We got truckers moving it, and we got ports open. Come here. Again, they're off the coast of California, Los Angeles, and and, uh, Long Beach ports and so forth, just sitting there in the ocean, anchored. Which, by the way, American-made products don't have to sit on a cargo ship and wait to come into port. This is true. I just thought I'd throw that out there, too, just for you to have something to think about.
1: Because we do think about things. What I'm thinking about right now is how this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M dot com. Chris in Cold Spring, Minnesota listens on
0: KNSI and used the Ask Dave button. Thank you, Chris. At intotomorrow.com to join us.
1: I was wondering if your modem has anything to do with your connectivity and keeping a good connection. In that if I should get a new modem other than the one issued to me by my provider. And if so, what would be a good brand to get?
0: Well, Chris, the modem has everything to do with external connectivity and nothing to do, usually, with internal connectivity. In other words, if your internal network works, your devices can see each other and they think they're connected to Wi-Fi with a strong signal, but you don't have Internet access, then your modem may typically be to blame. If your Wi-Fi drops then it's not likely to be your modem unless it's an all-in-one model that includes a Wi-Fi router in the same device, and many do.
1: Getting a new modem is almost certainly pointless. As long as your modem adheres to the DOCSIS 3.0 standard, you should be all set for gigabit connections, and you won't notice a difference if you bring your own. Uh, The only advantage to buying your own would be to avoid monthly rental fees if you have them at all, in which case you can replace your modem with the same model issued by your Internet service provider, likely pay around $100 and not pay monthly fees going forward if that's an option. That's not always the case. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, if you do that, just know ahead of time,
0: Your internet service provider, very likely, if they're anything like Comcast, is going to point fingers to your modem and not their problem instantly, automatically,
1: yeah. even if they know it's their problem. Yeah, and that's the problem I have with Comcast, because I pay, I think, 12 or $13 a month to rent the modem oh. from Comcast. You could have owned six of them by now. Well, that exact <laughs> modem I found on Amazon for $120. Oh, I could, and yeah, yeah. I could, so I could absolutely buy my own, but they even tell me on the Comcast site that if you supply your own modem, they will not offer support for it. Oh, of course not.
0: Yeah. Now, in terms of performance, you're not very likely to notice any difference at all. And if your modem was provided by your ISP, your internet service provider and it's not
1: working properly they will have to replace it for you. Yeah, Modems are not marketed towards end users, so they're usually more solid devices with fewer quality issues than inexpensive routers and more akin to expensive and stable routers. So you don't really need to bother replacing your modem yourself uh, to try to improve the quality of your connection. I hope that helps you out, Chris, and others with similar
0: issues. Again, let us know what you end up doing, and go for it if you want to buy your own modem, but just be prepared and say, now before you start, don't point your finger at my modem because I know it's working fine. You know, be ready to defend your modem into tomorrow.com for lots more. Hopefully you join us there.
1: I can't get my computer to work. Let me help
0: you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On site.
1: Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and
0: teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Into Tomorrow continues. We thank you for tuning in, and thank you in advance for calling in and participating. Many ways to do that. We'll
1: share them with you again in a couple of minutes. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast. It'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners, and they have plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com and find out how easy it is. There you go. Sown
0: in Houston, Texas, listens to the free into Tomorrow podcast, of course, brought to you by Blueberry. Hey, Son.
1: I'm in the process of getting a uh, air conditioner for my little room, but I'm confused between the uh, mini split system and the window unit. Uh, I'd like to know which one is better and what are the plus and minus on both of them.
0: Well, I guess we can consider that consumer tech we don't usually answer air conditioning questions except that it's never cool enough maybe he's looking at one of those smart air conditioners that you control with an app well that could be now so the better system depends on your needs of course and how much you want to commit the window unit obviously wins easiest installation you can secure it to the window frame yourself in a few minutes and after that just plug it in and you're ready to go Now, the split unit will have an inside blower and an outside compressor. You need to punch a hole through a wall to connect the two, and depending on
1: how your house is set up, you may need to hang the outside unit. On a wall, yeah. The split unit is much better in terms of noise. The noisy part is outside your house rather than half in, half out, and it allows you to keep your windows shut. Uh, the last part is also why they tend to be more efficient than window units. And in the Houston summer, you'll probably notice that. Yeah, the window unit can easily be pulled and stored or moved to another location, and does minimal damage to any structure. So if you're renting and think you may be moving soon, it might be a safer way to go if you want to get your security deposit back.
0: Yeah, that's also true. You don't want to be poking holes in a building that. You don't own and, you know, you have to patch up or otherwise leave the whole system there as a advantage to the new renter. And that's not always your best bet. So, Sona, hope we helped you out. Let us know what you end up with, because now I'm very curious about that and, and what you end up doing.
1: Do you follow us on anti-social media? Oh, my gosh. Uh, of course. Yeah, well I know you do. I'm I'm asking Oh those, you're uh, you're asking everyone I'm asking listening everyone listening. Oh you mean like Twitter at IT radio yeah. show? Or Facebook into tomorrow? Yeah. Or how about
0: me personally? I'm on all that anti-social media nonsense. And what
1: would your your username be? You,
0: well, you Twitter, it? Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, everything is at Dave Graveline. Oh, how clever. Yeah. And, and they're all the same, so you can find me. Mention the show, and others have been doing that, by the way, this past week. I got another couple of folks that said, I'm mentioning Into Tomorrow because I love your show. Well, there you go. I follow you back if you mention Into Tomorrow. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7,